Imagine you walk into a store and hear the cashier say, good morning, ma'am, how can I help you? Imagine you ask your waiter where the bathroom is and the restaurant and they say, oh, the men's room is just down the hall to the right. Imagine a coworker leaves a newspaper on your desk. Imagine someone puts a tiny rainbow on their ID badge. Imagine someone uses your name instead of a pronoun in your annual review. Imagine someone telling you, I love you. Imagine that any of these things, all of these things, can put absolute terror in your heart. Imagine that they can give you overwhelming joy. The biggest lesson in being queer is learning how to be okay again after the first, because you're holding on to the experience and sometimes just the hope of the second. Siblings in Christ, let us pray. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. May you bless everything we have the courage to say today, and may you bless everything we do not. And may you bless us in our wholeness, no matter who sees it. Amen. Today's scriptures are both about language, about words. In Genesis, God takes away from people the ability to understand each other. In Acts, God returns it. God gave people differences, and God gave people the ability to understand those differences without taking them away. Words are important. I want to specifically acknowledge at the beginning of this that I use the word queer to talk about LGBTQ+. Queer as a word has its own history, a history that makes it a living word, that carries out a movement that often causes an emotional and even visceral response. I am queer, and it is my own queer alphabet suit, suit that brings me to queerness. My identity as it has grown in name over the years as a mix of specificities and umbrella terms asexual, biromantic, agender, non-binary, trans. Two of these terms, agender and asexual, are made even more difficult because they are what author Angela Chen describes as defined in absentia. Each is defined by the absence of what we decided was normal. In this, everyone who claims these terms as their own must define ourselves by the absence of something that by definition we have never experienced. All these words, and even still, they cannot fully define who I am, because you can never truly use a chisel on a person to fit them in a box. That hasn't stopped many people from trying, both on people and on God. You might be able to chip enough away to put the lid on, but things still do not sit calm and organized. Many of us validly do not use the word queer. For those who remember struggling through school, we also remember the pain the bruises and fear that come is the meaning of the word. For those who also remember struggling through school, queer is a history of shame and regret for the vitriols that bullies are so capable of spewing. For some others, queer was simply a word you didn't say. For those of younger and younger generations, queer is taking on new meanings. It certainly remains the topic of many heated debates, especially online, but it's changing. Language is changing. Sometimes queer is just shorthand for endless acronyms. Sometimes it is a form of unity against the injustice and rage held against the idea of gender and sexuality. Often it is both. Queer is remembrance and resistance and a reminder that none of us whether we use it for ourselves or not, can afford to forget its history. 
To quote my favorite professor, Dr. Cody Sanders, queer is something about who we think we are and aspire to become. And in the same breath, what we've seen, what we've experienced, what we've done and what's been done to us, and what we refuse to allow any longer. Queer challenges how we see the world. It challenges us to see others, to see God, in disruption of the binaries we've placed on everything. Because the world isn't just day and night, land and water. It is also sunrise and sunset, swamps and marshes. Rather than just an easy shorthand for the numerous words we cannot find the time to say, queer should remind us that we cannot be defined, either by the words applied to us or by the words chosen ourselves. God has made each of us so much more than what we can define and what we know. God gave us all different languages and Babel, and from there we came up with a million different words for the same thing, and then on Pentecost, God gave them all back to us. We can look around and see a world full of a million different words for queerness, a million different identities, interpretations. You can say, and people do right here in Kalamazoo, that they all mean nothing and that we all must be drunk at nine o'clock in the morning. But those people can also look at those, but people can also look at those words and go, oh, this is a real thing. I'm not broken. People can love me like this. I'm not broken. I can be loved. I can be loved as I am. I'm not broken, I can be loved, I can be loved as I am. Just as we have a million different words for different things, we can also look around at the world and see a million different words for one, for love. Queerness and love are two inseparable pieces of a lifelong lesson. We each have our own definitions of love. We create them a piece at a time through the people we love. There are phrases I say a certain way because certain friends say them that way. I take my tea the way I do because a friend took his that way when I'd never had tea before. I learned much later that he was actually just copying me while I was copying him. And <laughs> <laughs> but we still take our tea the same way. I blow straw wrappers off straws at my friends and my brothers and then fold them into zigzags. I sing through my music a specific way, even when it's not for voice. If I see the full moon, I have to say, she beautiful, she gay. <laughs> the way I move, the way I laugh, the way I play music, the way I am me, is an amalgamation of the people I love. A large part of my definition of love comes from a mission trip I took my sophomore year of high school. We went from one side of my hometown to the other and stayed in a church that ran a large number of programs for recent immigrants. One of the biggest was English language classes. There was a couple that I helped with more than others. Um, and there was a couple in one of the classes. The husband was doing incredibly well and was ready to move up to the next level of class. Um, his wife wasn't quite there yet. Despite often encouragement that she should move up to the next class, he always refused. If you asked him why, he would tell you, I promised my wife when I moved to America that I would not leave her behind, and I'm not going to start now. Love is a verb, like God is a verb. Love drives every action we make, and when we love, God is there. Love is a choice, an active choice that lives in everything we do. 
When love acts in the world, things change, things improve. When love acts in queerness, the person who loves you is saying, I choose you. Out of everyone in the world, despite everyone in the world telling me not to, I chose to love you. Love is saying you will never leave them behind. You cannot even ask a question without giving away your love. How was your day? I hope it was good. What are you doing this weekend? I hope you spend it with me. What is your favorite flower, color, food? I want to surround you in all that makes you smile. Queerness opens doors for love to look different, to be different. It allows love to break free from the boxes that we've put it in. God never put love in a dictionary, we did. We put 13 definitions of love in the dictionary, actually, and one is about tennis. <laughs> I have many relationships that look different, but are nothing more than they are love. They have many different names, sibling, bestie, friend, partner, should I find one, platonic husband, to use the phrase my mother has coined, friend. I choose to define love as fran friend, as grand, overwhelming, everyday love. None of my friends are just a friend. Friend is important. Friend is love. Sometimes it makes it harder. I struggled for a long time to define love because so much of the love in the US, especially, sometimes even more within queer culture is based around sex, and I am asexual. I don't experience sexual attraction, and it returns me to definition and absentia. I am defined by lacking something I will never understand or experience. How do you define something without the only component people can tell you about the definition? I wish I could tell you an answer, but to be truthful, I just gave up eventually. Um, in, in a way, that was always the answer. Lacking further definition, I simply love who I love as hard as I can for as long as I can. Because that is another lesson of queerness and sometimes just of life. You never know how long you get. It's a lesson we still learn every day, even if queer generations before me learned it much, with much more terror than I have. There was a little study done, or maybe just a classroom experiment. I've never been able to find a good source that asked young children what love meant. My favorite is attributed to a four-year-old named Billy. When someone loves you, the way they say your name is different. You just know that your name is safe in their mouth. Love is when your name feels safe in someone else's mouth. Love is when you use, someone uses your chosen name, your pronouns. Love is when someone gives you a nickname, takes the time to take you into their own language, and create a word that is a definition of that specific relationship, that specific love between the two of you. Love is when someone wraps their arms around you, wraps a rainbow blanket around you. Love is when someone sees your pain, your brokenness, your undefinable, undeniable queerness, and says, I am here, and I chose you. You cannot put me in a box. I am queer, and that both means that I am many things and simply who I am. And forever beyond that, beyond anything else that matters, I am queer, and that means I am loved. I am loved in every language. I am loved beyond every language. I am loved. 
you are loved. You are made in the image love, always worthy of love, and there is nothing you can do to change that. If I am remembered by nothing else, I hope it is by they were loved and they were love. Because there is nothing with which I can define God more than by that. There is nothing that the purpose of language should be more than to say in a way that anyone can understand. They were loved and they were love. Amen. <laughs>